Blog Talk Radio. show are sponsored by the Appleseed Project, and the Appleseed Project is the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association is dedicated to teaching the absolute best rifle marksmanship and American heritage two-day course uh, in the nation today, and we're very proud of that fact. And we invite all who are listening uh, to become part of the program, to become part of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association, part of the Appleseed Project, spreading the word, uh, helping to ensure that the uh, the heritage of shooting, of rifle marksmanship, is continued to be passed on down through the generations. <clears throat> All right, welcome everyone to the show this evening, and uh, what I'd like to do is... Uh, what we usually do when we're starting off here is give you uh, a quick list of the upcoming events because uh, we've got quite a few still left in this month, and we'd like to make sure that uh, we can get the as many people as possible to each of these events. All right, let's start off with the uh, upcoming weekend. That's May 22nd and 23rd, and that'll start off in Annapolis, Maryland, Athens, Ohio, Boaz, Kentucky, Cedar City, Utah, Cloverdale, Indiana, Davila, Texas, Glen Helen, California, 
Hinkley, Minnesota, Kimmermere, Wyoming, Layden, Massachusetts, Manchester, Tennessee, Pensacola, Florida, Shreveport, Louisiana, and that brings us to the weekend after, which is May 29th and 30th. That'll start off in Biloxi, Mississippi, Chillicothe, Illinois, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Eureka, Kansas, Gardnerville, Nevada, Gibsonburg, Ohio, Kingman, Arizona, Mechanicsburg, Mechanicsville, Virginia, Mayaka City, Florida, Racine, Wisconsin, Rama, Colorado, Ramsar, North Carolina, Sacramento, California, and Stinson, West Virginia. Also included there will be Van Etten, Van Etten, New York. And that will take us to the first week in June, which will be Amarillo, Texas, Auburn, Indiana, Bloomington, Illinois, Boulder, Montana, Chamberlain, South Dakota, Lemoore, California, Pelham, New Hampshire, Raton, New Mexico, Sherburn, Louisiana, Shy-Octon, Wisconsin, Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, Socorro, New Mexico, Waterman, Illinois, and West Jefferson, Ohio. That takes us to the 12th and 13th of June, which will begin in Columbiana, Alabama, Douglas, Wyoming, Jackson, Wyoming, Lewiston, Idaho, Lincoln, Nebraska, Marshall, Minnesota, Miamisburg, Ohio, Montpelier, Virginia, New Bremen, New York, Ottawa, Illinois, Stark, Florida, Tacoa, Georgia. <clears throat> All right. That's going to take us a whole month ahead, and that's quite a few events. And I've spoken of this quite often, and uh, and it never ceases to amaze me, and that is that that at one point, I just read off way over 50 events. At one point, uh, you know, when, right when we, were, when we were beginning, we we had a goal of uh, 50 in one year, and that was uh, that was almost outrageous. And now, uh, to do 50 in a month uh, is nothing out of the ordinary. To do 100 in a month for our signature uh, weekend is nothing out of the ordinary. But it's going to get rougher. It's going to get rougher because in order for us to succeed, in order for us to meet the goals of the program, we're going to have to start, at some point, we're going to have to start running 100 per weekend every weekend of the year. 100 events per weekend every weekend of the year. And how are we going to get to that point? How are we going to get there? That's going to take a lot of instructors. It's going to take a lot of uh, facilities. It's going to take a lot of dedication. And yet, that's what everybody in the program signed on for. Because we're not trying to, we're not running a social organization. We're not running a uh, uh, a uh, like a hobby club. 
we're actually trying to affect the positive influence on the nation uh, that will help to secure and safeguard the freedoms and liberties that the Founding Fathers left to us. So how are we going to meet these goals? How are we going to uh, get the instructors that we need? How are we going to get the ranges that we need? How are we going to uh, get the uh, the folks in great enough numbers to attend? Everybody's going to have to do their part of this. Now, we're getting ready to uh, to go through another reorganization, uh, hopefully pretty quick. And uh, And what we're going to do is we're going to try and streamline the program more. You know, when it first started, uh, when it when it first when the program first got going, it was uh, it was just uh, you know a bunch of guys trying to get uh, trying to get a bunch of folks to attend a rifle marksmanship event, and at the same time talk to them about their their history and their heritage and. <clears throat> And there wasn't a lot of uh, there wasn't a lot of rules. There wasn't a lot of uh, uh, guidelines. There was uh, it was pretty much uh, pretty much like the Wild West. You know, you had to uh, make up things on the fly. You had to uh, you had to figure things out on your own. And uh, and we did that for quite a long time. And and it worked for a while. And and it would still work. If we were just a regional or just a local uh, state kind of program, but in order for us to attain our goals, in order for us to succeed, we're going to have to become uh, a tightly interlocked national program. We're going to have to uh, we're going to have to establish uh, some better guidelines. <clears throat> For us to work through and work with, we have to establish some more uh, efficient systems. And and the point of my bringing this up is 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 please please be patient with uh, the organization. Please know that uh, uh, anytime we're jacking with uh, with something with the uh, with the rules or the guidelines or the way that we do things, we're certainly never doing it. Uh, just to be jacking with something. We're trying to we're trying to make sure that we can streamline the program and make it more efficient, uh, make it more available uh, to everyone in America. Because you've heard me say this for the last few weeks, we need every single person uh, if we're going to make this succeed. We're going to need every single person that we can get our hands on. <clears throat> All right. Uh, for tonight, for the the topic of the show, I listed it as uh, as the old proverb for want of a nail, and I'll just read it to you uh, very quickly here. It says, "For want of a nail, for want of a nail, the shoe was lost. For want of a shoe, the horse was lost." For want of a horse, the rider was lost. For want of a rider, the battle was lost. For want of a battle, the kingdom was lost. 
and all for the want of a horseshoe nail. Now, this is uh, this is a proverb uh, that's trying to get across the point that that small actions can result in large consequences. That little things can uh, can have very large consequences, and and it's not just all bad. Little things can also bring uh, fantastic consequences, uh, immeasurable results. And that's what I'd like to speak to uh, the folks about tonight, and that is you may think that, uh, that whenever I talk to you about getting on the radio, uh, getting on your phone, rather, and calling in a radio show that, you know, that's really not gonna it's really not gonna help that much or it's really not gonna do that much good. Or that taking a flyer and uh and putting three or four flyers on top of the uh thrifty nickel rack there where they get the papers, uh something like that isn't going to do a whole lot. Uh you know, that it's not gonna bring back uh uh very many results, etc. But <clears throat> But that's not necessarily the case. Uh, And you've heard us speak about this before, and that is there's no way to know where that seed that you planted, where it's going to grow, what it's going to bring to you. What that person that you talk to, what what it's going to, uh, what the results of that conversation are going to be. Now, I talk to folks. Uh, just about everywhere I go, uh, I talk to them about the program. Uh, and I've gotten pretty good at finding uh, and figuring out my segues into the conversation. Uh, I can take just about any any sentence uh, in the English language, and uh, within two to three sentences, I can segue them right into the Appleseed Project uh, elevator speech. And... I'm doing this uh, kind of like a salesman, but my the product that I'm selling them is hopefully going to be continued freedoms and liberties, and that's the way I look at it. That's the way I, I think about it. You never know the next person you speak to. You never know uh, what that conversation, what the results of that conversation can bring. You never know where that that flyer that you post, who it's going to bring in. It could bring in uh, the uh, the next great leader in Appleseed. It could bring in uh, the person that's going to help you or your region or, or your area become the uh, highest uh, producing region in the Appleseed program. And you don't know. So you can't afford... Uh, to let those opportunities slide by you, to pass by you. Everybody can, everybody is empowered as an Appleseed representative, as an Appleseed ambassador uh, to speak to folks. And like I said, I speak to them everywhere. I speak to them at the gas pumps. I speak speak to them 
uh, at Walmart. I speak to them uh, in the checkout lines. <clears throat> I speak to folks everywhere about the program. And uh, and that is, uh, the essence of that is what the Appleseed Program is about. You know, when we tell folks about the Appleseed Program, about <clears throat> Johnny Appleseed, about his mission, <clears throat> he is... Uh, He is the guy that went across uh, uh, hundreds and hundreds of miles of territory. Uh, I can't recall exactly how uh, far-reaching he was, but he went across a great amount of the territory planting apple seeds. And when he planted those apple seeds, he didn't sit there and put it in the ground and lovingly cover it up and and sit there and water it and uh, rub his hands together and lick his lips, thinking about pretty soon that apple tree was going to be growing right there in front of him, and it wouldn't be long until he could benefit from those fruits that were going to be plucked off that tree. They would be so tasty and so mouth-watering for him. But that's not what he did. He just went out across uh, the nation there putting the apple seeds out. Now, I'm sure he tried his best to get them into fertile ground, but I'm sure a lot didn't hit fertile ground. and Some of them hit barren ground. Some of them probably landed on rock. Uh, and that's the same way it is in nature. You know, we've had apple trees uh, for hundreds of thousands of years. Uh, some type of fruit tree, some type of... Uh, relation to the apple tree, and they managed to make it without folks hovering uh, over them and taking care of them. As a matter of fact, part of your creed as an apple seed uh, instructor and ambassador is that you put out these seeds, that you put out this knowledge, knowing in your heart, knowing full well, that you may never know the results of your labors. You may never know whether your labors did any good or not. But you're going to keep doing it anyway. You're going to keep putting the word out anyway. You're going to keep planting the seeds anyway. Because I guarantee you, some of those seeds are going to hit fertile ground. Some of them are going to germinate, they're going to take root, and they're going to produce a strong uh, tree filled with fruit. That's just the way that it works. Some of them are going to take off. You can't you can't miss opportunities to do this. Now, uh, we also talk about uh, you know I've got a group of instructors that uh, I stick stick pretty close with, and we talk about uh, this quite often. And I've written about this before in the blogs, etc. And that is. We're not in a uh, from from at first glance. We're not in a war. We're not in a revolution. You know, we're not. Uh, the country's not on fire. I don't see anything burning anywhere. Uh, I don't see uh, uh, you know uh, our rights uh, being taken away from us every single day. We're not in danger, right? So why are we? Why are we making this such a priority? 
why are we making this uh, such a uh, uh, such a serious thing that we're supposed to be doing? <clears throat> and the reason is because we are losing rights every day. The country is on fire. It is burning. Now, maybe you don't see the smoke from your particular vantage point, but I guarantee you it's on fire. Maybe you don't see, uh, maybe somebody didn't come to your house and hand you a list of the, uh, of the rights that have been taken away from you, but I guarantee they've been taking them away. So how serious is this? How high a priority should we make it? Well, it's going to depend on your own personal uh, situation. I can't tell you how many hours to devote to this, how much uh, time you should spend on it. I can tell you that I devote a great amount of time to it because I feel I feel that we're we're racing along like. Uh, you know, you see the uh, the old movies. I don't remember which one in particular. I think maybe it was one of the Macon County movies or something. Where you got the three folks, uh, they're flying along in an old uh, Ford pickup truck, or maybe it was an old Apache. I can't remember. And they're racing beside the the train, heading for a uh, a crossover, you know, one of the gravel road crossovers of the track, and they're racing along trying to get to it in time. Trying to give themselves enough time so they can make it across the tracks before their train cuts them off or hits them. And I feel that's where we are right now. I feel like we're we're racing along, trying to get far enough ahead of the train in order to stop it from cutting us off. And I feel that it's very serious. I feel that it's very, very serious. And, you know, throughout our history, at least the history of the the Americans in the, here in America for the last 200-plus uh, years, and almost all across uh, the world, the the tradition has been to wait until the disaster hits and wrecks everything until somebody does something, that they wait and they wait and they wait until the something that uh, the, the the whatever that's really bad until it happens before they do something, before anything gets done. And I'm telling you guys, you don't want to wait. You don't want this to be that situation where you wait and you wait until. Something really bad happens, and then we try and fix it. This time, let's let's fix it before it goes bad, because we still have that chance. We still have the, I feel, I, I talk to people about this all the time, because inevitably, when I give them the, uh, the apple seed elevator speech, <coughs> I don't care which side of the fence they're on politically, etc. The the comments I get back in return 
are of a people who have lost any real hope in succeeding in fixing this thing uh, before it self-immolates. Everyone I speak to thinks that there's going to be a, uh, a terrible disaster. And it could be, like I said, it could be from one side or the other. It doesn't matter. Each side feels the same way. Uh, each of the thousands of sides feel the same way. Because there's not just two sides to it, to any story. Uh, and there's not just two parties in America. There's a thousand different ideas uh, on on how things are going. But the one common thing that I keep coming across is that they all feel that we're headed toward a really nasty place. So how are we going to fix that? Well, it's going to start off by you talking to your neighbors, by you talking to your uh, uh, to the UPS guy, to your doctors, to uh, to your lawyers, to your cousins, your uncles, your brothers, your sisters, getting them involved in this program. Unless you've got a better idea, you've got a better way to fix what's going on, by all means, share it with us. Uh, but I don't have one, and I haven't seen one. For me, this is the best thing going. This is a program that I think is going to, to uh, be the best chance of heading off disaster. Uh, are we going to make it in time? I don't know. But part of the part of the uh, Part of the creed of the athlete instructor is that you're going to do your best no matter what. You know, I wrote a story a while back uh, talking about the the analogy with the Titanic. And basically there were, uh, I've simplified it into two groups of folks. And the two groups of folks, you fell into two, uh, two categories. One, the first category was the folks uh, who basically were denying that anything that was wrong. Uh, they were simply sitting in their chairs, continuing to let the band play and ignoring uh, anything, uh, any problems, etc. Or if they did acknowledge them, uh, the most they were doing was walking around in a circle with their hands in their hair and and uh, mumbling over and over again, or, Oh my, what will we do? How shall we ever be saved? Who will save us? Who will fix this problem? Who will come and save us? Then you have the other group. The other group readily admitted that uh, obviously something had gone wrong. And they immediately uh, started setting about trying to fix it. One group of them uh, were dispatched down into the... uh, uh, the holds of the ship to see if they could find out what had happened, uh, to see if the ship had been holed, and if so, what could possibly do- be done about it. Uh, uh, another part of the group was sent to uh, to find supplies, uh, uh, materials to make repairs with. Uh, another group of, of folks went about uh, trying to uh, uh, to gather up other folks to help make repairs. And these groups, these people, In order to be part of this group, 
before they could go down into the hold and and actually start doing the work, they had to be asked this question. Would they, if the water rushing in through the whole ship, if it got up above their ankles, would they still stay and continue to bail? And if they said yes, then you would get asked another question. Well, if it goes up above your knees, will you stay and continue to bail? And they said yes. And then they were asked, well, if it if it keeps coming in, if you're bailing and bailing as fast as you can and it keeps coming in and it goes up above your waist, will you still stay? And they said yes. What about if it gets to your chest? Yes. What about if the water is up above your chin and it doesn't look like it's going to get stopped? Will you still stay and bail? Yes. And then those folks were allowed to go down and start bailing. Because I'm telling you, there wasn't another alternative. There wasn't another uh, ship that they could hop off of and get onto the other one, right? There wasn't. There were no lifeboats. There was nothing for them to do. So they were going to continue to bail even when the water... Uh, went up above their lips and got uh, where it was lapping at their nostrils. They were going to continue to bail. And why? Because the alternative was too terrible to consider. Because they were going to do everything they could, they were going to continue to bail until the last moment. And let me tell you something else. No battle, no, no one has ever snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. No one has ever been at the head of an army and been at the head of that army and able to turn the defeat into victory if they quit. There's just no way it can happen. If you quit, there's no way to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. You have to stay in it for the duration. Wow, that's a long time, the duration. Now, we look back at the folks who who became part of the American Revolutionary War. And when we look back on it, of course, we see that it was a victory for those men and women. That it was a a just cause, and it was and it was carried out uh, in a fashion which uh, allowed them to succeed and be victorious to achieve their independence. But that's us looking back at it. From them looking forward to it, there were no uh, there was no guarantees. There were no guarantees, and the minute that they signed their names onto that document, the minute they took up arms and stood in ranks, that was it. They were doomed unless they were victorious. And yet they did it anyway. And because of that, because of that, we have the nation that we have today. And that's one of the things that we're... uh, 
chartered to do, which is to honor those men and women by remembering them. But when you are honoring them by remembering them, you can also be taking a lesson from them. They didn't give up. They didn't they didn't do it halfway. Now there were plenty of cases, uh plenty of stories where they did suffer from the the for want of a nail syndrome. But they didn't give up. Even without knowing uh what the outcome was going to be, they didn't give up. So how serious is the problem we face today? Uh, I'm not a, a, a seer or a prophet, so I can't tell you. But looking at it uh, from all the angles that I can uh, that I can get to to look at it, I got to tell you, it looks very serious. And uh, I think that most of the people that most of the people that I meet at the Appleseed events. This isn't whenever I tell them that or whenever I ask them uh, the questions about the nation today. Uh, it's I'm not telling the majority of the folks something new. Everybody has a lot of worries about this. Everybody has a lot of anxiety. Uh, there's a great deal of despair. But you cannot let the despair and the anxiety overwhelm you and the way to combat that is to make sure that you are doing something positive uh, to uh, to ensure the continuation uh, the safeguarding of the freedoms and liberties that are that living in this nation affords us <clears throat> all right if you'd like to call into the show, uh, we would love to have you. The number is 347-308-8790. 347-308-8790. I'm going to uh, bring somebody you guys uh, know pretty well on here. Sam, welcome to the show. Hi, Scout. Thank you for having me on again. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, as you guys know, Sam is my uh, Sam is my my radio show uh, co-host buddy here, and uh, <clears throat> he helps me a great deal uh, with the show and uh, with getting uh, the the folks that we speak to, getting them lined up and stuff. And I really appreciate all the work that he does, not just for for this. This is just a a small thing the radio show is, but for the program in general. Now, I say it's a small thing. It may be a small thing for for some of you folks. For me, it's it's turned out to be uh turned out to be uh well, it's not that small a thing because here's why. Uh the show takes about oh three and a half to 4 hours to uh to get everything done and to get it all ready. And uh we do a show every Tuesday night of the year. So that's uh 54-hour blocks or 25 8-hour blocks. So uh, I got 25 8-hour blocks right off the bat with the show. But I feel that it is a very uh, important place for the Appleseed folks to get together, for folks to uh, – it's, it's kind of like a, the Appleseed uh, NCO club, you know. 
where folks can get together and and uh, you know share uh, share their advice, their opinions, their stories, and stuff. So, so welcome to the Appleseed NCO Club, uh, Sam. <laughs> well, pardon me if I don't have a beer because I don't drink when I'm doing Appleseed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, how are things going in uh, in New Mexico? Now, I just talked to you a few minutes on the, a few minutes ago on the phone, but we didn't talk about New Mexico. But how are things going there? Pretty good, uh, pretty good. I've got a a great bunch of folks down here, and right now we're we're trying to find places to shoot after they light the oven. Uh, it gets just uh, it's almost dangerous to shoot here in the summertime because of the heat. About like it is in uh, in Arizona and a couple other places up in Nevada. So we're looking for some places up in the mountains to shoot, some private land. Uh, I've got a guy looking at a gravel pit up in the National Forest. And we're going to find a place where we can shoot in the summertime so we don't have to knock off. Well, what about and, uh, uh, what, what kind of elevation? Like, can uh, can you guys shoot at Raton? I know that you can't shoot there once the, uh, the snows start falling on the pass and start closing up. But can you shoot at Raton uh, in the summertime? Oh, sure. And and uh, Blue Feather and Kyle's Clock have got uh, shoots lined up for all the months, all the way up through September, just as long as they can fire through the year. But we're greedy. One shoot a month in this state's not enough, and we need more down here. So we're looking for something down our end of the state. <laughs> yeah, and that is that is a problem for for you guys because. You you end up in a, several places out west have this. You end up with uh, with two severe uh, weather situations that you have to worry about. One is in the summertime and the heat, and two is in the winter and the snow of any of the high areas in the snow. Uh, so you guys get uh, you guys get a good amount uh, of both weather uh, there. So uh, finding enough locations that you can switch back and forth to uh, that, of course, would be the best plan. Now, uh, wintertime we do okay. We'll go out and shoot in the cold, and, and we've had some some right frigid ones here in Alamogordo, and some some strong-hearted people that will stay out there and shoot in that weather, too. Uh, but uh, summertime is a little different. You can't just bundle on a little more, so you have to be careful and, and try to come up with a place where the heat, uh, where it's not 90 degrees when you wake up in the morning and getting progressively hotter all day. Right, and I was just talking to uh, uh, to BDG about that. Uh, about he's uh, one of our South Texas uh, instructor, and uh, he's down at the very southernmost tip of uh, of Texas, <clears throat> and uh, and they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to slow down for the summer down there, especially where he is, because you've got the uh, the 105 degree days. 110 degree days, but you also, on top of that, you have the 80 percent uh, humidity coming in from the Gulf. <clears throat> so finding uh, finding the locations uh, that are going to so that we can keep the program uh, running at high speed, no matter what time of the year of it is, is, is going to be one of the things that we're going to have to work out. I know a lot of the northern states, uh, uh, North Dakota, uh, Maine, New York, etc., in the wintertime. Uh, get pretty rough with the snow and stuff. So, uh, so the South will have to take up the slack uh, in those times. You know, the uh, when the North can't make some of the events because of the snow. Now, I know I, I was talking to Dwarven One 
I think, in uh, Crack about this uh, a couple of months ago, about how, you know, if you live in the north, you're used to the cold. So, uh, you know, the fact that it's cold uh, is not a big thing. But if there's a foot or two foot of snow, then, yeah, it is a big thing because then, uh, you know, prone in, in a foot of snow makes it hard to see your targets downrange. <laughs> but uh, but we can we can make sure that we try and take up the slack by shifting from area to area and making sure that we have planned for that ahead of time and can and work that into our planning process, uh, you know, to plan for that during the year. Uh, listen, I wanted to talk about something that uh, that Sam and I have been talking about, and that is that we would like for you guys, when somebody in your area, when they're doing a good job, uh, whenever they uh, uh, when they get a promotion, etc., if you will send a message to uh, Sam or myself about that, then we would like to get it out uh, on the radio show and get those folks uh, some recognition for the work that they're doing. I know it gets posted on the forum, but man, the forum is a, is a hard place to uh, to hack through with a machete sometimes. So, <laughs> so if you'll get it out to us, then we'll uh, we'll be sure to announce it on the show. Uh, we did that. Uh, we spoke to Ishi uh, just a little while back and uh, announced the uh, this, the great stuff that she was doing and. Uh, and Ishi, we're still rooting for you, and we're counting down the days for, until you uh, until you hit in nationals there uh, next month. <clears throat> but we'd like for uh, if you guys have any any folks that are doing a great job, let us know because uh, we would also like to hear from them. Uh, if somebody's doing a great job, they just got a promotion, uh, they passed their PC, etc. Uh, one of the uh, the new instructors in training is doing a really good job, then let Sam D. or myself know so that we can uh, we can give them congratulations and maybe get them on the show to, uh, you know, to uh, to talk about uh, what they did and uh, how they feel about it and l- let them know how much we appreciate it. Well, all of these people that we have in the program, they're not just, uh, not just doing apple seed. They're involved in lots of things in their community, and, and they're good people. And they're not good people just because they're coming to Appleseed and, and doing our stuff, and, and uh, they need to be recognized a little bit for that. Yeah, you're right. And one of the things that I've found is that the folks who come to an Appleseed, and especially the folks that are like high producers and stuff like that, the folks that are really doing a lot, uh, you start checking in, you start digging in there, and you find out that uh, – that that they uh, that they're not just doing just apple seed. You've got folks like uh, well, I was talking to Mean Streaker uh, by PM just recently, and and he's no different than uh, than the majority of the rest of us who are who are working real hard with the program. We have uh, the apple seed program, and then most of us are involved in our church. Uh, we're involved in other volunteer organizations. Uh, we're we're working usually from several different several different angles at a time uh, in order to improve our conditions, the situations that we have in our in our own homes, in our communities, in our states, uh, on on a lot of different levels. And uh, so, if you've got somebody who you know who's doing this, who uh, who you'd like to get their names out, send us a uh, 
send Sam D and myself just a copy of both on it and uh, let us know because we would like to get some recognition out for these folks because <clears throat> one of the things that we're <laughs> that we're really light on in the program is uh, is recognition and uh, you know we ask you guys to do a lot of work you know to really lay it all on the line and and you guys are doing it you guys are doing it we're starting to have an effect uh, on the nation and right now it's just a tiny tiny mustard seed effect but but every journey starts with a first step and that's where we are we're we're starting to effect uh, a positive force on the nation and you know and it's kind of like uh kind of like in the military where where you're expected to do a uh, a really really good job every single day or no different than anywhere I guess any job you're working at you're expected to do a really good job every day and uh and you don't really get any recognition unless you do something just absolutely uh uh above and beyond <clears throat> But we would like to talk to the folks who are, are doing a good job every day of the week and uh, and who are investing themselves in the program, taking ownership of the program, and uh, and give them some recognition with their their local folks. So if you got somebody like that, uh, shoot us a PM so that we can uh, we can talk to them and have. We'd like to make this a regular feature of the show, like uh, you know, a good ten minutes or so, ten fifteen minutes on. Uh, on a person every week uh, that we can uh, shine the spotlight on and give them a pat on the back and tell them thank you so much for uh, the work they're doing. <laughs> the more shy they are, the more we want to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if they if, you, if they don't want to come on the show, that's fine. But uh, if they, but if you at least get uh, get their name out to us so that we can uh, so that we can. We can let them know that uh, that we do notice that uh, that we see what they're doing, and believe me, I, I see a lot of it. And uh, you know, I read the the posts on the forum, and I see folks working hard. And I try uh, to give you know to send folks a, a PM or a, an email or something, and let them know that that we see what's going on. But there's a lot of folks now, and uh, so. Make sure that uh, that not just that you send us a, a PM, but if you got somebody in your area that's doing a great job, make sure you let them know that you see that that you, that you see that they're doing a good job and and that you appreciate it because uh, we should be uh, we should be uplifting uh, our fellow Appleseed folks and letting them know that uh, we appreciate uh, what they're doing. And uh, I just got a message from uh, from No Squirrel. Actually, I guess I got a lot of message from him. Uh, when he, he, he it starts off with uh, uh, with him saying, uh, whenever I was talking earlier about uh, the for one of a nail, he's talking about uh, the fact that uh, that making the He's talk, he says making the 15th call to a range you've called 14 times, and uh, and he's got a good point. And here's the reason why. 
and uh, I found this out uh, uh, quite a bit recently, and that is, you know, every year the ranges, if it's a shooting club or something, then then they usually have a board of directors, et cetera. And uh, those guys uh, are usually uh, voted in or out once a year. So you talk to a range, and uh, the uh, the people in charge of the range say, "No, nah, nah, we, we don't think uh, we don't think we want to do that because uh, for whatever reason." And usually, it's some type of uh, uh, of misguided idea that they think that they're in competition with us, and uh, and then after a year, those guys might be uh, voted out, and somebody else new might be voted in. <clears throat> so if you talk to a range, uh, and it's been over a year. Give them another call. Give them another call and see what uh, see what they say. Because also, and you guys have heard me say this over and over, the Appleseed Project is growing so fast that uh, every every four months we're a, we're a brand new beast. Every four months we're like a, we're like a uh, you know some animal that is uh, shedding its skin. To make uh, make room for a, a larger beast because uh, that's the rate that we're growing at. Uh, no other organization has had the uh, the growth that we have had. No other organization has such uh, an aggressive policy uh, and has such uh, huge growth that we have. Every four months, every six months, we're a new beast, and uh, and it never hurts. To go back and ask those people that you just asked uh, six or seven months ago, ask them again. Hey, uh, you know, I know I talked to you a few months ago, but uh, I just wanted to check back with you again and see what you have to say. Because uh, the most they can say is, no, it's still the same guys here. We're still the same uh, misguided folks, and uh, and the answer is still no. Uh, and the best is going to be yes, yes, we want the program in here. And uh, that'll give us an additional location. So make sure that you've gone, that you're you're taking that extra step and going back and talking to the folks again. Uh, <clears throat> all right. We'd like for you to uh, to give us a call at three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. Three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero, and uh, if you've got somebody that you'd like to uh, uh, point the spotlight at right now, uh, we're willing to get started at it right now. <clears throat> I see uh, uh, Talon also is telling me that uh, that Dead Eye recently passed uh, his PCs and was awarded his red hat in Georgia. And so did Franklin Farmer. Both Franklin Farmer and Deadeye got their uh, got their red hats. And we would like to uh, to tell both of these guys congratulations because uh, that's no small thing. Now, back in the old days, you get a red hat uh, just by uh, uh, by PM and Fred and saying you wanted to be instructor. It wasn't really that easy, but real close to it. And uh, and now uh, there's quite a bit that you have to do to get your red hat. You have to go to quite a bit of quite a few events. You have to have your uh, you got to have your game down. So when somebody gets a red hat, 
uh, we'd like to tell them thank you, and it's, it is no small accomplishment. So Deadeye and Franklin Farmer, uh, both these guys in Georgia, congratulations to, uh, to both of you. All right. All right, Sam, what do you got? Did I lose you? <laughs> All right, so back to the topic of for want of a nail. Now, I'm going to keep hitting this, uh, and I don't know if, yeah, Nick's in the in the room. Nick, if you can put the uh, uh, the address up for the radio uh, for the how to promote apple seed with the uh, the radio station locator we would love to have that uh, also uh, yeah if you'll put that up and then uh, uh, I would also like to thank uh, SPMC or SP McPeak I can't remember what uh, I think it's Steve and uh, McPeak. Uh, he's a Louisiana instructor, and uh, I would like to congratulate him on on getting his red hat and on uh, getting certified uh, to shoot boss. Steve is a hard charger in Louisiana. He has been doing a great job there, <clears throat> and he's kind of like uh, you know he's like a lot of guys on the forum. You you look for him on the forum. You look for his presence on the forum, and you're not going to find a whole lot of footprints there. But if you look over at the instructor schedule, you'll find his name uh, listed uh, all over there. So he's been doing a great job, and uh, we want to give the congratulations out to Steve. Uh, and then, uh, as I mentioned, Kevin earlier in uh, South Texas there, Kevin got his red hat uh, last week in Corpus, uh, and uh, We'd like to offer him congratulations for that, too. Uh, so you guys, uh, anybody that uh, anybody that that has anybody uh, that you'd like to uh, send the names in for, et cetera, we would love to have. Uh, we'd love to let you guys uh, get the word out. Okay, Sam, you're back? I'm back, Scout. Okay. That English lady cut me off twice. <laughs> Did she actually say something to you? No, no. But she's the only one I ever hear of from Blog Talk, so it's got to be her. <laughs> and, you know, red coats don't like us folks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I uh, moved to a different spot here, so I think it'll work now. Right. Uh, all right, so if you guys have, uh, like I said, we're willing to... If you have some uh, some folks that you would like to uh, get the word out about, then please go ahead and uh, you're welcome to give us a call even right now. We're ready to start uh, getting folks' names out. It's 347-308-8790. If somebody in the online chat will put that number up, too, I'd appreciate that. 347-308-8790. Because uh, I know that uh, we get so many perks and we get paid uh, so much for what we're doing uh, that uh, that that in itself should be uh, uh, enough uh, uh, enough of a uh, of a plus for this. But uh, uh, and obviously I'm kidding for uh, for any of you that aren't familiar with the program. <clears throat> the Alpsy Project is a uh, 
is an all-volunteer, grassroots, nonprofit uh, organization. Uh, everybody doing working with the program is volunteered. They are giving up their time uh, to do this. And we don't, uh, and we're not talking about just a little uh, bit of time. If you're a shoot boss, usually we're asking for 12 weekends a year, 24 days. Uh, and that's, uh, that's a lot of time. Uh, 24 days a year is a lot of time. Uh, when you think about it, there only being uh, 50 weekends uh, in a year, uh, you take 12 away from that, and uh, and you've got a big chunk of them gone already. So if anybody would like to call in uh, to, uh, to thank this, somebody would appreciate it. And uh, uh, and Nick, as I said, if you would uh, if you could put the radio station locator up, then I would like to uh, uh, I would like to remind everyone that promotions is where we're going to win or lose uh, where the success or failure of the program is going to ride upon, and that's on promotions. And uh, that means that uh, that the that actually the the hard work, the actual apple seeding uh, that takes place uh, in your project, in your in your program, that occurs between when the event ends Sunday night and when the next event starts on Saturday morning, because we're depending on you at that point to be the promotions uh, for every single person, to be the promotions uh, person for your area, making sure that you're getting the word out to as many people as you can, <clears throat> because there's a big difference between doing uh, 50 apple seeds a month uh, with 40 people on the line and doing 50 apple seeds a month with uh, 16 people on the line. That's a big difference uh, in the growth of the program. And I'll tell you right now that it's not the, the program, uh, what we offer and stuff, it, that, that is not the failure in any way because what we're offering to the nation, people want People want what we're offering. They're willing to go. And, uh, and the problem is is making sure that the people that want to go know that we are here, know that the program is here waiting for them. And when you study business, <clears throat> what you come across is uh, this, uh, this is called uh, when you have folks that, that need a job, and you have companies that need workers. And the companies are willing to hire the workers. And the workers are willing to work at those companies. But they need to know that each one is out there. They need a way to, uh, to get together. Now, in, in business, that's called frictional unemployment. That means that all you, all you really have to do to solve both sides of that equation is to put one in contact with the other. So what I'm telling you is that our program is a fantastic program. Our program is going to be the answer for a lot of folks when they say, what can I do to help? This program is the answer for them. But how, do they, how are they going to know that this program is the answer for them if they don't know the program exists? So promotions is going to be the key to the success or failure of this program, the promotions aspect of it, making sure that 
that folks know about it. Well, how are they going to know about it? How are they going to figure it out? How are they going to how are they going to get to uh, to an event to find out that this is what they've been looking for? Uh, and one of the ways to do this, one of the easiest ways, and I, I know you guys at some time, at some point, you're going to get sick of me saying this, but that's not going to stop me. I'm just going to keep on saying it, uh, no matter what. Because radio is one of the best things that we have going for us. It's free. It reaches a massive audience. It's very easy to get on. And uh, if you would like to learn how to do it, you can start with, uh, if you look on the, if you're on the online chat, you can see uh, that Aromatic has posted the, uh, the station locator. You go there. You find a. You go to the station lo- to the thread there on the forum. You find the uh, the address that he has there for the station locator. Now you can plug in your location, uh, and you'll find it'll give you the uh, the names of the stations close to you, and it'll tell you what their formats are, etc. It'll give you their email address, their telephone numbers, and then you shoot them a PM. If you don't want to talk to them on the phone, fine, no problem. Shoot them a uh, an email and say, listen, would it be possible for uh, one of our folks to come on your radio show and talk to you? And when they say yes, then you let one of us know. Let uh, Sam or myself know. Uh, and we'll be glad to talk to them. Because uh, every every major city, uh, even every small city, and by small I'm saying uh, 20,000, 25,000 folks, usually has its own radio station. And that station usually... Uh, will be a at the very least will be a talk radio format, and uh, and they're always hungry uh, for folks to come and speak, you know, for folks to come and talk about something. So you can call the local radio station, and you can get uh, them to get somebody, get one of the Appleseed folks on there and talk to about it. Then listen, you've just you've just reached a huge crowd, even. If that radio station only has uh, 5,000 listeners, I'm telling you, I've handed out uh, uh, 300 flyers in a weekend, and and it's exhausting, and it's dirty. Uh, I'm saying, God bless the folks, but I don't care who, I don't care how great the folks they are. Uh, when you shake 300 people's hands, you you, you need a uh, you need a steam bath because, uh, you know, that's, uh, at least for me, that, uh, you know, 300 people is a large number of people, and it's exhausting. You can get uh, 20 times that with just a little phone call. You can reach 5,000 people, 6,000 people, 10,000, 100,000, even a million people really with just uh, punching in a few buttons on the telephone. I mean, I'm going to keep pushing that because uh, I'm telling you, this is going to be uh, one of the easiest ways to reach large groups of folks. Now, you get a return of, uh, we we figured out approximately uh, between 0.5 and 1% uh, on your flyers. So for every 100 flyers you uh, put out, you get uh, between one person and a half a person. <clears throat> so 
that's a lot of flyers that you're putting out, a lot of hands you're shaking, uh, a lot of time being eaten up. And you can do this a lot more efficiently by going to the radio. And uh, you don't have to just, uh, you don't have to, to get them to give you an interview either. All you have to do is listen to your local radio station. Now, that's something you probably do already every day. Uh, I know I do. When I'm working, uh, I'm not watching Oprah, right? I'm listening to talk radio because uh, usually that's, the, that's just what, uh, what I'm getting. If I'm driving somewhere in the vehicle, uh, if I'm uh, repairing the baler or the cutter or something like that, I, usually I have talk radio on. And uh, I'm listening to them. I'm listening to what they have to say. And while you're listening to it, you can call in and give them some comments on what they're talking about, and then segue what you've called in, segue into getting the Appleseed program out there. I told you recently that uh, folks have been talking about uh, uh, the uh, the founders uh, for the last year, so it's been really heavy, uh, and folks have been talking about the founding fathers and about the American Revolution, etc., and it's very easy to segue into the uh, uh, into the Alpsey program, into the uh, uh, to get the information out over the radio. Uh, I would like to hear from folks who have been doing this. Uh, I would like for folks to, uh, if anybody has been doing this, uh, and Nick, I tell you, if you would, if you wouldn't mind calling in and letting folks know. Uh, uh, how you've been doing? Because you've been—you're one of the best folks we have on, who's been doing this. If you wouldn't mind calling in and, uh, and just saying a few words about what you've been doing, how you did it, uh, and the results you got, because I don't think that folks believe me all the time, uh, then I, I would appreciate that. <clears throat> now, Sam is another person who uh, uses the radio uh, to apple seed advantage. Matter of fact, Sam, uh, how did your uh, your interview last month go? Real well, went real well. And uh, I'll tell you, it works for everybody. There's a guy on the chat room right now, name of Jimmy. He's an IIT we have from Carlsbad. And before he ever got that orange hat on, he was on the radio down in the, down in southeast New Mexico, talking up Appleseed and doing a fine job of it too. He was supposed to have uh, five or ten minutes, I believe, and he ended up being on for 20. Because when these people hear about the good message we have, they're not going to cut you off. And uh, Jimmy could call in and, and tell you it's, it's not hard to get on. And uh, people listen. And if we got to hammer them a hundred times to get one person to come, well, you're, you're getting 50,000, 60,000 people every time you get on that radio. Be easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm telling you, it, it, the whole thing is going to re- one of the one of the things that comes up over and over. And I believe you and I were just talking about this earlier. Uh, and and Nick, I'm, I'm going to bring you on in just a second. I got your mic open. I'll bring you on in just a second. Uh, what what uh, Sam and I were talking about just earlier is about re- brand recognition. Now, whenever somebody hears about the Appleseed Project, <clears throat> normally. And I get this from from asking folks because promotions is something that I'm very involved in and I'm very interested in and finding out 
you know, how to get folks to attend an event, how to get them to, uh, uh, how we can best get the word out to it. <clears throat> and one of the things is is what's called in advertising and PR and stuff is brand recognition. And that means that <clears throat> when somebody hears about the Appleseed Project, uh, normally, unless it's like word of mouth, unless you have your cousin, your uncle, your brother, your father, any somebody saying, look, son, look, cousin, look, dad, I just went to this thing, and I want you to go with me because it's very important. Then now that is that's like ten jumps ahead in the game. But if it's not that, then you have to have heard of something many times before you start before it starts uh, getting a priority uh, in your your train of thought. I mean, we bomb people are bombarded every day. Uh, with thousands of products and ideas, etc., and we're trying to get, uh, we're trying to hold up a big banner in front of them to try and get them to, to come to become part of our program. So what you have to do is you have to establish a brand recognition, so that when somebody does hear about Appleseed or when they do see that uh, flyer, uh, then maybe it's the third or fourth time they've heard it or seen it, and finally they say. Uh, okay, all right. Let me let me stop what I'm doing for a second and and take a look at this because I keep hearing about it and uh, so I want to know what it is. They don't do it on the very first thing. Normally, a person will not see uh, Appleby Project and go, "Oh, okay, let me read and see what that is," because they just don't because they get a thousand of those every day. So we have to keep getting it in front of them, and radio is one of the ways that they're going to get that. Is you're going to get the uh, the project's name and what we do put in front of them, and then it's gonna then they're gonna see a flyer somewhere, and then they're gonna read a story in Backwoods Home by Masada Ayub, or one of the other uh, stories that are out, <clears throat> and then they're gonna decide to come. Uh, Sam has been working on an idea with uh, so that uh, we have a, an apple seed. Sticker is that right, Sam? Get go. You, I don't want to. I'm not going to try and explain it. You 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 finish telling me about it. Yeah, it's just a sticker, like uh, all kind of clubs and organizations have stickers. You've seen them on the doors at uh, at stores, you know. Rotary meets here. A little sticker hanging over the doorknob at your favorite restaurant, and, and uh, we're going to come up with us an apple seed sticker, and, and we'll put them on everything. Right, and, uh, and we'll have them on equipment boxes and and uh, the door at your local gun shop. They'll be begging to have one of them stickers, so they can show that yeah, we got something to do with these people. They're good. Yeah, and Sam and I are, are familiar. Well, probably a lot of you guys are familiar with this from from different things. Sam and I uh, are familiar with it because that's a pretty common thing for for unit. Uh, you know, you have your unit crest or unit insignia. And uh, they'll make stickers up for it, and then those stickers will be on everything you own, your car, your your shoot box, your locker, etc. You know, you may have like a uh, ours was a, a an oval shaped sticker, uh, and uh, for the uh, company G hundred four third Airborne Rangers, it was an oval sticker with uh, uh, the unit insignia and numbers and stuff on it. And uh, so we're going to do that. The same thing with Appleseed, so that we have. Uh, so that when people see this this particular sticker, this design, then they'll know that's that's Appleseed. That's what we get. All right, Nick, welcome to the show. Hi, Scout. 
So, Nick, I want to thank you again. You've done a lot of hard work as far as uh, uh, doing the research and stuff on the radios. And then you follow that up by also being uh, one of the best uh, folks that we have as far as calling in to the radio stations and uh, getting the word out about it. So thanks for that. And tell the folks, tell the folks how hard it is. You know, it's, it's surprisingly easy, uh, especially if you call into some of the local radio stations. Uh, if I can think of some way to link it to Appleseed, there's usually no problem getting on on my drive home, and it's about an hour drive, and I have no problem getting on pretty much any time I can come up with a way to link it to Appleseed. And uh, sometimes I've had pretty good luck getting on some syndicated shows as well, and uh, it just... Program the number into your phone, listen to the radio, you know, find out, you know, what your local station is playing, and uh, call in and try it. It doesn't hurt. You never know. You might get on, and uh, it's a really easy way to reach a lot of people, like you said. And I don't know if you had me. I didn't know that you had my mic open, but if you did earlier, I was actually practicing what I was getting ready to say to Scout <laughs> while my mic was on, and that's something that I do is once I get on, you know, you come up with something to tell the call screener, and if that's not really what you want to say, you got to spend some time speaking or thinking out loud to uh, try and develop some way to link it to Appleseed. And I often do that, and it's weird with your with your show, Scout, because sometimes you uh, have us on the air without us knowing. But well, uh, yeah, you know. yeah, because I <laughs> because uh, because I don't have it like an automatic system. I mean, I don't have something that. Uh, I can click the button and you'll just automatically be on, or click the button and you'll automatically be off. I got to wait for the page to refresh itself to accept my command. So if I start, if you're when you're in line, you're ready to start coming on. I'll go ahead and click it on. So when I do introduce you, there's not going to be that big long gap there. But you're exactly right. <clears throat> you you have to, and there's a lot of different tricks to this. Number one, <clears throat> uh, if you're calling a big show. Start calling early and have your phone charged up. Or best of all, call from a landline because I'm telling you right now, uh, and this is from plenty of experience at it, if you're calling from a cell phone and you show the least bit of, uh, uh, you know, uh, poor signal, et cetera, poor audio, you're gone. They'll immediately uh, take you off. You'll never make it through the screener if you have uh, poor audio. Uh, so the few times that I have gotten onto the Hannity show, uh, or Savage, etc. The minute I got a clear signal, I just pulled over on the side of the road and stopped. And uh, and then I immediately, and then I, I ended up uh, twice with uh, uh, first uh, first degree, yeah, first degree burns on my ear from my cell phone. Uh, you know, because it gets really hot after a while. But uh, <laughs> you have to be prepared to wait. Now, the best thing you can do is when the show starts up, uh, start calling, start calling right then. You can even start calling like, uh, oh, 30 seconds before the show starts uh, because what they're going to do is the, all, the, the show that's ending, while it's in commercials and stuff, they're going to keep clearing the lines because they're going to have uh, folks stacked up trying to call in for the old show. So they're, just, they're not even going to pick up the phone. They're just going to be blanket hanging up on the however many, 10, 12, 15 callers at a time. They're just going to keep hanging up on them over and over to clear those folks out of the queue. And then what you can be doing is, is calling in, repeatedly having the number on speed dial, calling in right then and there uh, to get a place in line. This is for the major shows, for Hannity, Rush, uh, 
stuff like that. <clears throat> Get on there as soon as possible. Be prepared to wait, sometimes an hour and a half, uh, maybe even two hours. So be prepared to wait uh, if you're calling into a big show. If you're calling into a smaller show, you're not going to have to wait that long. You can usually get through pretty pretty quickly. Uh, but even if, if you're getting a busy signal, you can start anticipating when the call is going to end. Like you know that he's getting close to the end of what that call of talking to that caller, and he's going to hang up on them. All right, but there's also a delay of approximately seven to eight seconds. So that means that you need to be calling uh, seven to eight seconds before he hangs up on them so that you can reach that open line. And it sounds like it's impossible, but it's not. You, you just have your phone speed dial, and you just keep dialing, keep dialing, and you'll, get a, you'll finally get an open line. Now, the other thing is, is make sure that you've done what Nick was saying, which is practice your, uh, your answer for the call screener. Because a call screener is working on a time schedule. He's got a whole bunch of calls. He's got a screen. And you have to stand out for that call screener to let you through usually. That means uh, whenever he, he's going to pop the line open, he goes, okay, what's your name and what do you want to comment about? Have something ready uh, that you've kind of rehearsed that you want to talk about. And it has to be in line with what they're talking about on the show. So have it prepared. Yeah. Oh, you know, one trick to get past the call screener that's, that's often worked for me is most talk show hosts, they want somebody who disagrees with them. So if you can come up with some way to disagree with the host and tell the call screener that, usually that's the hot ticket to get past the screener. Then you can right, spend your right. 30 minutes on hold coming up with something better to say. But if you disagree with what the host is saying, that's usually a sure bet to get on the show. Right, but you've got to oh, be careful yeah. with that. And I'm going to tell you something else you've got to be careful with is if – if you tell something to the call screener and then you talk up, start talking about something different whenever they let, when they put you on, they're going to cut you off. Uh, that's something that they really hate is uh, anybody fibbing to get on the air because they, they take that as, as a sign of trouble. So you can disagree. Make sure that you've decided uh, that you've picked a good, uh, a good disagreement to debate on uh, you know, don't uh, don't call up and say, uh, "Listen, I, I disagree with so and so, and I think that nobody should have rifles." And then uh, when you get on, you say, "Hey, come everybody, come to the Appleseed Project," because they'll just cut you off. Uh, it'll be seven to eight seconds that they cut you off, and nobody's ever going to hear you. So right. <laughs> it's got to be relevant. Yeah, it's got to be relevant. And uh, when that call screener does say, "What's your topic?" or "What's your comment?" if you go, "Uh, uh," Uh, uh, you'll just hear a click, and that'll be the end of it. And the reason I know is because I've done it. Uh, You know, I've done it several times. When I first started calling into radio shows and stuff, uh, (laughs) I wasn't very good. And uh, several times I had waited so long that uh, when they came on, uh, I was wool gathering or I was thinking about something else or taking notes of something and when they said, uh, what's your comment? And I went, uh, 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 wait, 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 click. So make sure that, uh, make sure that you're ready. you got your game going. The best thing to do is to be sitting at your desk at home or at your desk at work, uh, if you can get by with that. Uh, have a landline and, uh, and listen to the show. Listen to the show, to what they're saying, so that you can make a relative comment. Now, 
what Nick said is true is that uh, you're going to have at least a 50% better chance of getting on if uh, you're in opposition to whatever the host is saying because that's, uh, that's showbiz, you know. The, having somebody on there who disagrees is showbiz. Having somebody that, to get on that uh, is completely in agreement and says, I love you, I love you, that's, uh, that doesn't bring ratings, you know. Uh, on-air arguments do. Same way that, same way that uh, whenever there's a, a, a way that there used to be an a, a online argument on the forum, and we would have lots of people showing up on the forum because they wanted to see the blood that was getting spilled there back in the old days. And uh, it's the same thing with the radio. People want to hear the, the folks who are disagreeing. But make sure that you've thought it out. If you're going to disagree, make sure that you think that out. <clears throat> and then have your, have your segue planned out, too. And you can sit there and rehearse it whenever you're uh, on hold, because you're, usually you're going to be on hold for some period of time. Because uh, if you get in, if you, if the, if you get a line in, uh, they're usually going to have uh, five, six callers ahead of you and and maybe a commercial break, etc. So expect to spend a little time on hold. Don't let that uh, rattle your cage. Use that time to practice what you're going to say so that you sound uh, articulate and that you've figured out a good way to segue from what they're talking about on the uh, that particular show into how the Appleseed program can help with that or how... Uh, uh, like uh, uh, like they'll be talking about uh, something about the founding fathers, and you can say, yeah, you know, I noticed that uh, you talked about uh, the founding fathers, and uh, uh, well, let's see, what was my last one? My last one was uh, oh, that the that whenever the founding fathers wrote about stuff, when they talked about stuff, uh, that very seldom were they talking about me, me now, or I. I said, the Founding Fathers, if you go back and read uh, their writings, uh, the majority of the writings that the Founders wrote were about our posterity, about those who come after us, about their nation, about the, the people as a, as a whole, as a collective, not about me or I. And then uh, I segue straight from that to at the Appleseed Project, we feel the same way. We feel that the, uh, that the needs of the individual you know the needs of the the uh, are, are the needs of the nation are greater than the needs of the individual and uh, and I'm not, I don't remember that's not exactly I don't want to get into the uh, the whole uh, Spock and uh, uh, Star Trek thing uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember him giving that same speech remember, remember Spock talking about the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few and. Uh, but uh, that was how I segued on the last one, and, uh, and it seemed to work okay. But you can listen to your individual uh, radio shows, and the best way, I'm telling you, <clears throat> you can sit around forever trying to get onto the national or syndicated shows. Uh, and, and I still do that, you know, if, it's, if the topic is something that just screams out, apple seed, then I will. Then I'll just I'll pull over on the side of the road or I'll, try and, I'll stop the tractor at some part of the field, it seems like it has a uh, uh, good reception, and I'll try to get on. Uh, now, I only have like an hour and a, hour and a half in my cell phone battery. So uh, there's been uh, three or four times where I've waited for an hour, hour and a half, and, uh, and then the phone just went dead. But if you have a landline, you can get past that. 
But the best way, the best use of radio is going to be calling up your local stations. Just like Nick was saying, he can call on his, I'm telling you, you're guaranteed to get onto your local stations. It's just, you're just guaranteed. And I'm wearing one when I see the local stations. I'm talking about a station that goes out to 40,000, 50,000, or in some place like in Houston, you have uh, the the local radio stations, the AM stations that you can get on easy that go out to 1 million listeners. 1 million. Especially before 6 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those shows are even easier to get on when nobody's awake yet. Yeah. Well, you can. You can get, and you can pick the times for that. I know that uh, I've gotten to, I've spoken to several, uh, uh, to several radio shows at uh, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, driving to an event, or uh, or driving out, uh, you know, across the nation, different places, and uh, you're almost guaranteed uh, to get on right off the bat. Uh, in that time period, all you got to do is call in, and somebody's going to answer and say, "Yeah, what do you got?" Because they're they're hurting for folks at 2 a.m. They're hurting for folks at 5 a.m. They want somebody to call in, and uh, and as long as you're breathing and you're not like talking about the uh, private parts and stuff like that, then they'll usually put you on the air. So take the take the opportunities that radio is giving you to get the word out. Hey, Scott, i got to run a few minutes here. But uh, I was going to say, you know, somebody else who's been doing a great job with this is Mean Streaker. He actually is so skilled, he manages to get real interviews on radio stations, and he just had one on uh, uh, AR15.com yesterday. And uh, he's a a prime example of, of how it's, you know, doing it right by actually getting an interview and not just calling it in and slipping one in. So should have him call in one day and explain how he manages to do all that. All right, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's not hard. I mean, we're getting to the point where we are uh, – our, our name is getting known. <clears throat> if you call up uh, – like I said, you, and you don't even have to call up and ask. You can shoot an email – uh, to the local stations, you know, pick, listen to the station first. Make sure that the format is uh, is something that uh, is going to be compatible with Appleseed. Just shoot them an email and say, "Listen, uh, we've got a uh, an all volunteer grassroots nonprofit organization dedicated to uh, to maintaining uh, the the heritage of rifle marksmanship and to telling folks about the history." Uh, of America and about uh, the history of April 19, 1775. And do you think that you'd have uh, a few minutes to spare for one of the uh, the folks to speak about that? And I'm telling you, if you you send out uh, ten of those emails, you're going to get back five that say, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. <clears throat> and if you don't want to do it, then uh, then hand it off to uh, to somebody else. You can send a PM to myself or Sam D. Uh, or Nick, or to Aromatic, or to Mean Streaker, or Coley Cat, and uh, and we'll be glad to do it for you guys. But uh, we can't uh, we can't spend every minute of every day seeking out the uh, the interviews, seeking out the the radio stations. That's something you should be doing <clears throat> locally to you uh, as part of your promotions program. For your uh, 
for your local uh, your local show. I wonder if I call up and told them that I was talking with John Adams' ghost. Do you think they'd put me on that Art Bell show? <laughs> yes, I really do. <laughs> I really, I honestly do. <clears throat> Listen, whenever. I, whenever whenever I've been driving at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, a lot of times, that's the only station that comes in clear, you know. And uh, and I've heard uh, I've heard quite a, a quite a bit of things. And uh, and the crazier you make it sound, the the better chance you have of getting on that show. Uh, now that that would lead us into uh, is that are, are those the folks that we wanted Appleseed? <laughs> And uh, and my answer is yes, because you know what? Our program is so powerful, uh, the message is so powerful, that it changes people's lives. And uh, you and I have talked about this several times, Sam, and uh, I think, Nick, I've talked with you about it too. And that is that uh, you've got these folks, you have tons of folks in the United States who are what I call the, the bunker folks, and they're the folks that uh, – who who think that the end of the world is coming, and uh, uh, or at least the end of America is coming, and uh, they need to get ready. They need to buy some uh, uh, some firearms and some uh, survival food, and they need to dig a bunker, uh, you know, in their yard because there's no other, there's nothing else that's going to work. And uh, and those are the folks that. Uh, that, that are actually that are actually the ones that, that give uh, a lot of the other folks a bad name sometimes the uh, the folks who are talking about uh, revolution and taking over uh, by virtue of uh, changing the nation through the barrel of a rifle <clears throat> because they don't know any better because they don't know of another way to do it and then they come to the apple seed and they hear the message of apple seed of how we don't have to do it that way anymore it was already done for us. Here's how we can do it. We can do it without a single shot being fired in anger. Now, it's going to take a lot of shots being fired in pleasure, but without a single shot being fired in anger, we can, we can save the freedoms and liberties that we have. And once they hear that message, I'm telling you, I've seen it over and over and over, that these guys give up the bunker. They give up the bunker. They come out to the daylight. They take off the radiation suits, and they start uh, doing apple seed. Funny thing, when you get one of them to come out of the bunker and, and get going, it's like they got rabies. They're, they're all for it. Nothing like a convert. Yep. Bust them out of that shell. Yeah, and so I haven't I, I haven't tried it on uh, on any of the the ghost folks, but uh, uh, but I uh, <laughs> no, but I have tried it on. Uh, on some of the uh, 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 Alex Jones folks, and uh, and it has worked quite well because uh, oh, yeah. they want they want an answer uh, to the the anxiety and the depression and the fear that uh, that is sometimes generated by the information uh, that they receive. They want something to do, some way to counteract it, and Appleseed is the answer. There are a lot of people out there that, that are looking for a reason. 
looking for hope, you're looking for something positive. And apple seed is that positive thing. All right. Uh, it looks like we've got one of your compatriots uh, calling in, Sam. Uh, area code five seven five four five seven. You're on the air. Hey, Hawk. How are you doing tonight, boss? Hey, <laughs> how are you doing? Who is this? This is Jimmy. Uh, oh, I... how's my how's my boss on the other side of the hill doing tonight? <laughs> well, he's doing good. He's doing good. Uh, let's see. I think we just lost him again, real quick. We'll wait for him. Give him a few minutes. He'll call back in, Jimmy. Look, yeah, congr- Sam, congratulations Sam on wraps out. Congratulations on all the uh, the hard work that you've been doing. I know that uh, you just got uh, uh, your. Let's see. You just finished your PC two and your IIT three now, right? Uh, no, actually, I just got my orange hat and um, planning on being in Socorro and working on PC one and PC two there. Okay. So, all right. Uh, okay. So I think you're I think you're thinking about uh, OL and uh, Julie. Uh, Julie normally goes as Strawberry Roan. Um, they're they're PC ones and twos, I think. Okay, so. Sam. Uh, I think you're back now. Jimmy's on here, and uh, he said he wanted to say hi to the boss. Did we Am get I going? back on? Yeah, you're back yeah, on. Yeah, there you are, boss. What are you doing tonight? Okay. We're having bad connection tonight. Uh, yeah, Jimmy, why don't you tell them about what it took to get on the radio and calls bad? Oh, it, it for me, it didn't take anything. Uh, one of my favorite projects down here for the last three years has been a, a thing that we work with every fall called Christmas for Our Troops. And uh, built a real good repertoire with uh, the radio stations in Carlsbad, uh, Roswell, and Artesia. And after our first apple seed in December, all it took was one phone call to Mike over at KSVP and Artesia, and, and we got locked up there and then started working Carlsbad and Rosberg. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I think I'm one of those people that Sam referred to at our first apple seed is uh, after the second day I became rabid. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. But uh, it's it's like I tell folks, you find something you believe in, and it's not hard to get on the radio. Uh, just, you know, the, the thing is, is, and my suggestion to folks is on the radio, is talk to the host like you're talking to another orange hat or a red hat, or you're talking to a student out there that you're trying to get the light bulb to come on. That's the easiest way to do it because the passion that all of our instructors I've seen and I'm so glad now to have that orange hat because I'm I'm a member of a brotherhood that just uh it it reminds me of my coast guard days you know you you spend all this time on board a ship either you become family or you become an outcast and outcasts normally get keelhauled <laughs> so. well what are but, you doing uh, what are you doing there locally Jimmy, besides the radio, now I know that uh, I talked to Sam uh, when we first started uh, talking about radio a couple of years ago, <clears throat> and I know that it was really hard. That it's really hard uh, in places out in the West because what they are, what they're using out there a lot of times is they're and I don't know the name of the uh, of what it's called when they have it set up, but uh, they use the radio stations will be simply rebroadcasters of syndicated shows. Oh yeah, we've, like we've a got a bunch DJ. of those. We've got a bunch of those out here. Um, they they have the satellite downlinks, but uh, um, 9:90 a.m. 
which is uh, KSBP in Artesia, they've got a live morning show. And then uh, KBIM, which is 9:10 a.m. in Roswell, they have a live morning show. Uh, it's called Roundtable. It comes on at 8:30 local time and goes to nine. And then down in Carlsbad, KSVP, uh, not KSB, but KCCC, uh, in Carlsbad, they have a live morning show that's about 20 minutes long, and then they have a noon show that's an hour long. So it's you know it's really fun when most of the people working at the radio stations are vets. Yeah. That's an easy door in. Yeah, listen, uh, they're on the online chat right now. Folks are talking about uh, Appleseed and uh, and the rain. And uh, and listen, I'm telling you, I've done a lot of Appleseeds now. I don't know how many. Uh, I was just trying to think of it the other day, and I, I don't know how many it is. Uh, but around, uh, I don't know, 25 a year for quite a while. And uh, and and as and as much as uh, as much as I don't appreciate <laughs> doing them in the rain anymore, uh, the folks uh, that we're discussing online are very correct, and that is that at the rain, very quickly separates the uh, uh, you know the seed from the chafe because oh oh yeah well look look back and and, and talk to Sam and and them about the, our Roswell shoot uh, last month. Uh, Saturday morning, it was overcast, drizzle, yucky, and what was it, Sam? We had 25 shooters show up and 25 stayed, uh, yep. something like that. And, I mean, we got rained on, drizzled on. Um, when everybody would, would go through the safety checks and ground their weapon, they'd throw a jacket over it or something, and then we'd huddle up for instruction and everything else, and everybody go back and do it again. Well, you got the you got the the folks that now and of course I always tell folks I said whenever you know they'll PM me say uh, looks like rain you know we're still going to have it and I say of course we are of course we're going to have it because uh, rain slow snow snow sleet uh, hail uh, tornado hurricane uh, locust uh, plagues etc we still have the events we're still doing it uh, I've never canceled one. Uh, at least not until uh, not until after uh, everybody had arrived on Saturday, uh, because I don't want somebody driving up and uh, driving the full distance and getting here and seeing that nobody's here because it might have rained. Uh, well, my my dad was um, a World War II vet. He's deceased now, Twelfth um, Air Force, and he made a comment one time that stuck with me for my entire life. And he says, "One thing war doesn't wait on is weather." And, uh, you know, my brother and I would, when we were young, we'd go rabbit hunting and coyote hunting. I don't care if it was raining, snowing. Occasionally we got caught out there with hail. And, uh, you know, you might start thinking after a little bit this isn't any fun anymore, but it finally clears up and you dry out. And uh, you you were talking a while ago about the hot ear uh, staying on the cell phone. I might, I might warn you, Hawk, that... Uh, you know, they have proved that cell phones cause death in laboratory rats, but I think you're safe because you don't have pink eyes and, and white fuzz. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm telling you, I, I was a little bit surprised myself because, uh, you know, I've heard people, you know, say things, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, the dangers of uh, talking on the cell phone stuff. And then, 
And then I'm sitting there listening, talk, I'm sitting there waiting forever. And because I'm parked on the side of a major freeway, uh, it's very noisy. So I had to keep it pressed real tight to my ear. And I'm telling you, the cell phone got hot. It got hot. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I don't know if and, that's you or if it's Sam over there, but the doves sound like they just moved in. Yeah. We can hear well, the dove in the background. Well, we use the uh, the rain. Uh, we'll separate the uh, we'll separate the folks very quickly. And I'm telling you, when you have a weekend of rain, and and it finally clears up, uh, say Sunday at uh, Sunday afternoon, and you have those folks who went through the the whole weekend in the rain, and they're still standing there at closing time on Sunday. Those are the people that we're looking for. Those are those, those, are, those are the, are the best folks that we have. Those are the one tenth of one percent, and uh, I love it. it. You know, it's like I told Sam and and Milt and everybody else when I got my orange hat. I said, "You tell me what you wanted want me to do, and when you want me there, and I will be there." It's it's like the Socorro shoot. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of lucky this time. Uh, I've got to be in Albuquerque for some tests on Thursday and Friday before the Socorro shoot, so I'll just go from Albuquerque down to uh, Socorro and uh, do the shoot down there, and then I'll get to come home. <laughs> so, but it, you know, the 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 shooters that I've met at the Appleseeds, it is rabid. It's like Sam says, once it clicks, and and at the at the Alamogordo shoot, it was fantastic because you get these kids that, and and I'm an old fart. Uh, any anybody under the age of 49, I can call a kid, uh, and legally get away with it. And we had these teenagers and youngins down there that were shooting, and they were all over the place. And between all the other instructors and uh, Nico working with with the young ones and everything else, it was amazing that when you saw the light bulb come on, when everything tightened up. That that made the whole day. You you see these young people, and then then of course you've got Vic and and uh, Carol. Those those were our two old couple. And when the light bulb came on and everything clicked, that that made the whole thing worth. I don't care if there was 18 feet of snow on the ground and hail was coming. That made the whole weekend perfect. Right. Now, I have. Uh... Let's see. Did I cancel? You know, I'm not sure that we have. I guess we had. We did cancel once, and uh, it was ice cold rain, and it was coming down. Not just to, not just a drizzle. I mean, it was torrential, and it had been for several hours, and uh, we couldn't even get the targets to stay on the backers because uh, there was enough rain that uh, instead of just cementing them to the backers, it was actually washing them off, and. Uh, and it was well, that's, ice that's cold. That's kind of like Ishi was saying a while ago on the uh, on the board and everything. You know, the duct tape is uh, an orange hat and a red hat's best friend. And I always think of duct tape kind of like the uh, Force in Star Wars. It's got a light side and it's got a dark side and it holds the universe together. Yeah, yeah. Well, the rain I'm talking about. It. Uh, I don't care what you what you put on the target to hold it, unless you would have covered the target completely uh, in it duct tape. Work. It, it just because whatever was not uh, protected was just turned into a pulp and uh, just kind of drained off like oatmeal. Yeah, uh, but yep. uh, and but, we'll see. Sam, 
Sam actually had something wrong a while ago. He said, I'm from Carlsbad. Actually, I live in a ghost town between Artesian and uh, Carlsbad called uh, Lakewood, population 12. And uh, on the Internet with my friends and everything, they, you know, well, you live in a desert and everything. I says, yeah, we, we normally get about 12 inches of rain a year around here. You ought to be here the day we get it. And uh, that sounds like the kind of rain you had. Yeah. Well, Whenever it's whenever it's just a regular rain, uh, we pound on through it, and uh, and the folks they lay there in the mud, and uh, for them, you know, it's pretty it's a pretty special thing, and I think it's great because it gives folks a chance to understand what their rifle platform, what their system is going to do in the rain, and until you sit there and shoot in the rain, or in the snow, or in the uh, the blowing dust, or in the heat, you're not going to know what your rifle does, because I can almost guarantee you that uh, when your buddy comes over on a Saturday morning and says, hey, let's go over to the range and let's stay out there for eight hours and shoot, and it's, oh, by the way, it's pouring down rain, it's kind of a pretty cold rain too, that you're going to say, no, no, I'm not going to do that. So you're never going to get a chance to find out what your equipment does, and more importantly, what you do. How do you deal with that? How do you uh, muscle through a bad situation like that because every time you do uh, every time you do get across an obstacle every time you do push yourself uh, then you just become that much of a stronger person that much more of a confident person those people who uh, lay down in the mud and uh, I'm telling you after doing I don't know how many at least 20 25 mud shoots uh, I've seen some really intense mud shoots, uh, mm-hmm. shoots where the uh, where the shooters were uh, they were actually underwater, like uh, from the thighs uh, down because of the way that the range was set up. They were in a depression, or their their lower half of their bodies were in a depression uh, under mm-hmm. five, six, seven inches of water, where the mud was so deep that uh, a couple of places uh, people were it was hard for them to get up out of the prone because uh, they would be stuck down in the mud, uh, even using a, uh, some type of a uh, uh, carpet or a remnant or something to lay down, that thing would just uh, keep working its way down into the mud, and they kept shooting, and they kept oh, shooting, yeah. and they were the better for it. And, yeah, yeah, some people griped about it, but the majority didn't. The majority took it in stride because they knew they were doing something special. They knew well, they were we'll doing something special. And, and I'm not so talking we, about just the fact that they were doing something special for the nation. I'm taking I'm talking about they were doing something special for themselves. So well, that's that's a good point that Sam can clear right there. If if the folks uh listening and everything go over to the uh forums, uh to the uh, after action reports and go down to the uh uh white sand shoot. Sam Sam can affirm to you that some of those poor kids were dumping several pounds of sand out of their weapons before they could shoot, right, Sam? Uh oh, where's Sam? Did he disappear again? I think he I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Sam, Slow I was... to react. Uh, I was Weather? Him about the, the the white sand shoot and everything. Some of the pictures over there on the after action reports of the all the dirt and everything in the weapons, and the kids just turned them over, knocked them out, and continued on. Roll them over and shake it out and go right back to it. Same way down at Fort Stewart. 
If you look at those pictures and look at that firing line with those uh, ARs, we're in the dry spot and they were in two inches of water. But they're out there going at it and they found out what those rifles will do with environment. Right. Well, the one thing that I like to tell people and everything, when they talk about weather and everything else, I says, in just a minute now, I says, you know, I'll, I'll look at them and say, do you respect the Marines? And, well, of course we do. And I says, what's the one thing you've never met? And they'll kind of look at me and I'll say, an ex-Marine. There's no such thing as an ex-Marine. There's a prior service Marine, but there's no such thing as an ex-Marine. And those poor kids, I've worked with them in the Coast Guard. They're used to shooting underwater, in water, on top of water, standing in mud, uh, going into places that, you know, I've got this thing with spiders. You know, they don't show up and I don't kill them. And, and snakes are about the same way. I call them Charlie No-Shoulders. And, and these kids go through everything. And uh, I know a lot of Marines. And, you know, they look at you and, and when it's drizzling and they go, what are you talking about weather? This is a good day to shoot. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the military the military doesn't recognize weather uh, as far as training goes. I mean, they just uh the only the only thing that uh that that actually the military and Appleseed does recognize is lightning. Because uh Yeah. Uh, I have it, called it's not shoots fun for being lightning. A lightning rod. <laughs> right. I mean, I have called shoots for for lightning before, uh but the the Usually the thing about lightning is that lightning is attached usually uh, to the smaller cells, or or if it's a large cell, then it usually has a lot of uh, movement going on. So if you can get your folks back to a safe uh, location uh, for a while, then usually you have a good chance of having uh, the lightning move on and across you, and then you get back to business. That's right. And, you know, one of the things that I learned a long time ago is if you can hear thunder, you're close enough to be struck by lightning. And uh, that's that's the first key for most pokers. If you can hear the thunder, because the thunder comes from the lightning, you know, back up, take shelter, wait a few minutes, let it pass, and then continue. You know, no no need in getting hurt. <laughs> right. So, but anyway, I just wanted to check in. Sam wanted to wanted me to call in and yap with you for a moment. But I, I'm telling folks, you know, get your local radio stations. Right now, I'm trying to. Uh, get a door open in Albuquerque on one of their stations up there. Um, and if I can, I can get in and, and push the Appleseed shoots in the northern part of the state up there if somebody isn't already doing it. So, uh, Sam, if somebody's already doing that, drop me a PM or an email and let me know. And uh, But, you know, I, I believe wholeheartedly in Appleseed. It's, it's like I tell folks. I spent 40 years shooting weapons. And my first day at the Appleseed down in December, my my first red coat, I was proud of that. I looked at it, I did good, and he, you know even got the 250 yard shot. By the time lunchtime got there, I realized I didn't know diddly, and it was time to break a lot of bad rules and things that I'd put in my brain and sit there and start teaching other people. And I just love it. I'm I'm so proud to be an orange hat. I am so proud to be with this family and if you want to get me in a fight real quick start bad mouthing Appleseed when you don't know anything about them <laughs> well thank you Jimmy and we sure appreciate uh, we sure appreciate your contributions to I, the I appreciate you guys of letting me be part of the group I mean this this is a whole new family for me and uh, you know 
I, I can never thank Sam and Chris and Milt and all the others that put up with me. And, you know, I took a few thumpings on the head. And uh, that's the only way you learn sometimes, especially right. when you're a hardhead. Right. Well, we sure appreciate it. I, I'm going to bring uh, Chris. I'm going to bring you on. I think I opened your mic a while ago, and it sounded like you were uh, swinging a chihuahua around your head on a rope. So, <laughs> so stop swinging. I walked in, and I had a dog that loves me dearly, so <laughs> I saw him. He, bar- he started barking. Okay. Well, listen, welcome <laughs> to the show. How are you doing, my brother? Oh, pretty good, sir. It's been pretty busy this week. Uh, I've been getting a lot of phone calls about Don and what he's been doing, and I'm going to pick up where he left off, and then hopefully by the end of the summer, a lot of other good things he was working on will come to pass. Well, I hope so. And once again, uh, our condolences from everybody everybody in the program, because uh, anytime, anytime we lose uh, a fellow apple seeder for whatever reason, then... Uh, and it's it's a cause for it's a cause for sorrow for all of us. And yeah, it was kind of neat though when I went to this last gun show to make some contacts, and sure enough, people were asking about him, and I told them, you know, I'm gonna take care of it. Don't worry about it. Nothing's gonna happen. All right. Well, how are you doing? How are you doing physically? Uh, I'm having a few troubles, but nothing that the doctor won't handle. I'm having problems neurologically with that right leg again, and. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it doesn't stop me from shooting, though. Like I was telling everybody, we have an adaptive apple seed program for the disabled. I just may end up running the thing. You never know. Right, and I and I understand what you're going through because, uh, you know, I've got You're the, there. Yeah, you're there. you got I just got as some, much trouble as I do getting around. i got some broken bones there, and, uh, you know, whenever I went, to the, uh, I went to the doctor and asked him about that, and I said, look, I'm, I'm having some trouble with this... Uh, with his right foot, and uh, and the news he gave me wasn't so great, which was, he said, well, you know, usually when you start getting trouble, uh, then uh, then then it stays. You know, there's, mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't go backwards, you know. We can't fix stuff. <laughs> it, it, you know, it just gets worse. Much said, as we'd want to. Much as we'd want to. Yeah. I said, well, thank you, Doc. Yeah. I appreciate that. And, uh, well, we're going to be praying for you, and, uh, and hoping that everything is going to go well there. What uh, what do you have coming up immediately in uh, Oklahoma? Uh, looks like it's going to end up being Stillwater, and everybody that I talk to wants me to pull off another Badlands. So before the year's up, hopefully it won't be too hot. We're going to end up doing Badlands, but there's several of them that are you know doing their paperwork and having me come see them and improving their ranges and whatnot. And I try and send them your way if they have too many questions I can't answer. But for too long, I imagine it's going to be every quadrant of the state. Right. <clears throat> okay. Well. Uh, well, once again, uh, our condolences go out to uh, to Don and to his family and all the friends there. And uh, if there's anything that we can do, uh, let us know because uh, uh, Appleseed is a family, and uh, that's right. And we. We take care of our own. We take care of our brothers and sisters, and uh, and we pull together as a family. And uh, anytime one of us is hurt, we're all hurt. Uh, anytime one of us excels, then we all excel. And we want to make sure that uh, if there's anything we can do to help, then uh, then let us know. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything that I can do to help you, uh, let me know. And uh, 
And if you can tell your guys, if you can impress upon them the uh, uh, the radio, uh, getting the word out on radio, then uh, that would sure be a big help. Oklahoma, Oklahoma actually has a lot of good radio, and it's not yeah. quite the same as uh, out west. Uh, like I said, out west has a lot of syndicated shows that are just running like robotically, but uh, Oklahoma has a lot of good uh, AM um, uh, talk radio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of the guys that's actually showed up on G. Gordon Lenny and some of those other conservative radio programs here in Oklahoma. I like to sit back and listen to it from time to time. All right. Well, listen, if there's anything that we can do to help, be sure and let us know. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, let's see. Anybody else? Uh, okay, we got uh, one more caller we can squeeze in here. Uh, area code seven one eight two one seven. You're on the air. Hello, Scout. Josie, how are you doing? Good to hear from you. It's good to hear from you, my brother. Listen, congratulations on doing such a good job on your flyer. Did you get the flyers yeah, I, I sent you in the mail? Yeah, I got the package, and uh, uh, who knows how long it had been there. Uh, I lost my. Uh, I didn't lose them. My daughter lost my superhero keys, as she calls them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the whole, uh, every key I had. And uh, so it took a while to... Uh, what, to convince the post office that you can open your box? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, well, we got a new uh, new postmistress, and the rules say that they can't hand the mail across the counter to you, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure, you can. It's real easy. Just reach over there. Get get it that back with both hands and just hand it to me. I won't tell anybody. And uh, <clears throat> so finally, I got the, the stack of mail and opened it up. And and like I said, it was a great job. I would like to send tons more, but I'm just getting like a couple of thousand at a time, and I'm trying to distribute them evenly, you know. Right. But I have oh. a conversation with Fred, and um, I'm hoping that if it passes inspection by some of the higher ups, that it would uh, we'd make a bunch of them and. We used them at the gun show in uh, York, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. I, I worked that with Cy and Chainsaw and Big H and a couple other good guys. Right. K-Dan, K-Dan kind of really set that up. And um, we stood on the other side of the table and we'd hand out brochures and ask them if they'd like to read about the Appleseed Project. And these are people that would have just walked on by if we didn't grab their attention. Well, listen, I think that, uh, I think that Sam D and his crew – uh, I think that they have uh, proofed. I think that they have proofed the flyers. And if you'll talk to him, uh, Sam, did you guys you guys have proofed Josie's flyer, right? And I think he has a few suggestions uh, for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that uh, if we get those cleared up, then I don't see any reason that we can't do uh, another mass printing. So I'll work with Sam on the PMs, and maybe we could work out all the little kinks and make it just right. Yeah, Sam, would you mind doing that? Yep. Oh, not a problem at all. Okay. okay. Uh, so I'll send you a PM with uh, I'll send you a PM with the other other guys involved on that. We'll tweak that thing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need much at all. No, no, we'll and, fix it up uh, just right though. We'll make it just exactly the way you guys want it. You know. Right. Uh, it's, and, it's uh, and then not about the way we want it. Well, you, know, you guys been doing this. Do the program. Yeah, I think but, it looked real good. I think there were just a few little uh, a few little tiny things that had to be that really needed uh, like a just a little uh, quick change to them. Uh, but uh, you and Sam can get that worked out, 
And then we'll hey, see don't forget one more one more thing before you leave. Don't forget to check out that article that just came out in that uh, post star from uh, Queens Glen Falls, New York. The, uh, some lady came to one of our shoots this weekend to give us a write up in the sports section. Right, and I saw that uh, the uh, there was another write up. Maybe it was the same one, but that writer. I believe that writer's name was Anthony Matthews or something. No, no, this was a lady. This was a female. Her name was Alex something. Okay. And All right, uh, well, listen, everybody, uh, I don't want to cut you off, but we're right at the end of the show. They're going to cut us off. I'll here. call you next week. God bless right, you guys. Okay, yeah, God bless everyone. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, thanks, everybody, for calling in. Thank you for the online chat, folks. And we will see you this next Tuesday. All right? Thank you. God bless everybody. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Good night, everyone. Good night, Scout. Good night. Thanks, guys.